It was by fractions. When I had started working for my grandfather, I had been his runner. It had been my job to take cash from his hand and use it to back a horse with other bookmakers, a horse on which he had taken some large bets in order to spread his risk. If the horse was beaten, he didn't make so much, but conversely, if it won, he didn't lose so much either. Now even that was done by computer. Betting and laying horses on the internet exchanges, even during the actual running of the race. Somehow the romance and the fun had disappeared. Just as mobile phones have caused the demise of the tic-tac men, computer gambling was now killing off any bookmakers with personality who were prepared to back their hunches. And I wasn't at all sure if it was good for the punters or for racing. Twenty pounds, horse two, said another man, taking the plunge. Twenty on two at evens, I repeated, not so much for the man in front of me, more for Luca Mandini, my assistant, to enter the bet on his computer. Luca was my magician, my internet whiz kid with a razor-sharp mathematical brain, who stood right behind me. His fingers tapped his keyboard, and the betting slip duly appeared from the printer. Without Luca, I was sure I would have given up by now, forced out by the relentless bully-boy tactics of the big bookmaking firms, who did all they could to squeeze the profit out of the small independents. It was the same in the grocery trade, where the big supermarkets used their muscle to force the small shops to close. They didn't necessarily do it on purpose. They just did it in their never-ending drive for bottom-line figures to satisfy the expectations of some faceless group of shareholders. I was the sole shareholder in my business, and I felt the pain. I lived in daily fear that Luca would be enticed away from me by some other outfit, maybe one of those big firms who, it seemed, would stop at nothing to put the likes of me out of business in their greedy quest to capture a larger share of the betting market. I took the slip from the printer and handed it to the man standing patiently in front of me. "'Are you Terry Talbot?' he asked. "'Who wants to know?' I asked him back, while looking beyond for my next customer. "'I know your grandfather,' said the man, ignoring my question. My grandfather's name had indeed been Teddy Talbot, and it was his name that was still prominently displayed above our prices board next to me. The slogan actually read, "'Trust Teddy Talbot,' as if the extra word might somehow encourage punters to bet with us rather than the next man.' "'My grandfather's dead,' I said, still looking beyond him and hoping that he would move away. He was disrupting my business. "'Oh,' he said. "'When did he die?' I looked down at him from my lofty position on a foot-high metal platform. He was grey-haired, in his late fifties or early sixties, and wearing a cream linen suit over a light blue shirt that was open at the neck. I envied the coolness of his attire.' "'Look,' I said, "'I'm busy. "'If you want to talk, come back later, after the last. "'Now please move aside.' "'Oh,' he said again. "'Sorry.' "'He moved away, but only a short distance "'from where he stood and watched me. "'I found it quite disconcerting. "'Wade in,' announced someone over the public address system. "'A lady in a straw hat came up and held out a slip to me. "'I took it from her.' Trust Teddy Talbot was printed across the top, as it was on all our betting slips. It was a winning ticket from the previous race, the first of rather too many. Nowadays, the potential win amount had to be printed on the slip, 
So I scanned the details and paid her out for her win, tearing the slip in half and placing the bits into a hopper to my left. The transaction was wordless. No communication was necessary. A line of winning ticket holders was forming in front of me. Betsy, Lucas' girlfriend, came and stood on my left. She paid out the winners while I took some of their winnings back as new bets on the next race. Lucas scanned his screen and adjusted the prices on our board according to the bets I took, and also the bets and lays he made on the internet gambling exchanges via his computer behind me. It was like a balancing act, comparing potential gains against potential losses, always trying to keep both possibilities within acceptable ranges. It was my surname on our board, and I was the handler of the punter's cash, but in truth it was Luca with his computer, who was the real bookmaker, betting online and setting our board prices to always try to keep our predicted return greater than 100%, as indicated.